0: a phrase we often hear in Christian circles is, well, you just got to trust God. But what does that mean? How do we trust God? And what should we be doing to demonstrate that we trust God? Hello and welcome to Faith Talks. I'm your host, Emily Preston. And in these podcasts, we will be discussing how to practically apply the principles found in the Word or how to be a doer of the word, so that you can start seeing more of the manifestation of God's grace in every area of your life. Everybody and welcome to Faith Talks, where we learn how to walk by faith through grace. Before we get started on today's topic, I would just like to mention that I have a website that is up and running. If you're not already aware of it, it's a website where you can find all of the resources connected to Faith Talks. Uh, you can download a copy of Confessions for Life. Uh, you can find out about um, books that are coming out. There's links to all of the podcast episodes and a few other bits and pieces on there. So you can go to that website. It's www.faithtalks.com.au. And if you didn't see the Facebook announcement, I have just released uh, my children's book. It's called Confessions for Kids, and it's scriptural confessions for children. And it's beautifully illustrated, and it's confessions all taken from scripture that are put in a language that's easy for children to learn and understand and it's just teaching them how to speak the word of god over their lives from a very young age so that that word gets planted in their lives and it will grow and bear fruit so that confessions booklet is available as an eBook at the moment i also will be releasing hard copies of this book So stay tuned to Facebook where I will be making all the announcements about those. Before again we start today, I would also just like to share some testimonies with you that have come in over the last few months and weeks. And they are so encouraging, people who are putting to practice the things that they've been learning on these podcasts and seeing awesome results. The first one was from Melanie. Melanie said that she had asthma so bad that she couldn't get out of bed and she thought she was dying. And she read on the Faith Talks Facebook page. how we can apply God's word to our lives and receive healing when we quote scripture. So she started quoting Proverbs 4 verse 20 to 22, Hebrews 4 verse 12, Exodus 15 verse 26 and other scriptures on healing and she started to declare those over her body. She spoke to the mountain of asthma and told it it had to go and she received complete healing from asthma. Praise God for that. And then I heard from Jean, and Jean had deafness in her ears, and she took the word of God and declared it and told her ears that they were healed in the name of Jesus, and she received complete restoration of her hearing. And she quotes, I can hear a pin drop. That's awesome, praise God. And then Lauren Lauren has a little boy who was diagnosed with autism several years ago, and through listening to these podcasts and doing what what she learned, Lauren has realized that she has to be a doer of the word and that she has authority over everything that would try to steal from her family. And she's taken the promises of God. She's declaring them over her son several times a day. And she has seen massive changes in her son. She says that it's like a veil has been lifted from between him and the rest of the world. And he's interacting with her and her family in ways that he never has before. She says that he He's like a fig tree who has been healed from the roots and now the limbs are starting to show that healing too. And Lauren quotes, I'm beating back the enemy with the word of God and taking back what God has promised over her son. Isn't that an awesome Glory to God for all these awesome testimonies. And these are just a few of the testimonies I've received. I've had reports of restoration and healing in marriages, physical healing, healing in emotions, protection from disaster, revelation of authority, and everything that God has given people by his grace. So these things are available to whosoever, but the key is to be a doer of the word and put into practice the things that God teaches us in his word about how to walk by faith. Faith. And hopefully you will have learned enough through these podcasts and through our faith talks to be able to know exactly what you need to do to see victory in every area of your life. So, in saying that, if anybody who's listening would like prayer or encouragement, please feel free to email me at questions at faithtalks.com.au. And even if you would like to set up a time to chat over the phone, I'm willing to do that. I've already talked to dozens of people over the phone in all parts of the world. I would really like to set aside time to speak to you and pray with you and encourage you if that's something that you need. Um, I'm fully invested in seeing you see victory in every area of your life. So if you would like that for yourself or someone else, again, please email me questions at faithtalks.com.au and we'll set up a time. Okay, so now let's get into today's lesson. Today, I am going to teach you what does it mean to trust God? What does it mean to trust God. And I'm sure you've heard the phrase, oh, I'm just trusting in God. I'm just trusting in the Lord. God's got this. I'm just trusting God. And it's become a bit of a cliche in Christian circles. And what happens is people may be going through a time of difficulty and people ask them how they are and they say, well, I'm just trusting God or I'm just trusting in the Lord." And, you know, you might hear of something tragic or negative happening and people say, well, you just got to trust God. He knows what he's doing and see what this is implying is that oftentimes this is implying that God is sovereign and that anything and everything that happens is just up to him and that he's in control and when they say well I'm just trusting God it's more or less they're putting the outcome into his hands and he will determine whether they get through it or not and he will determine the outcome and they'll say well we just have to trust God because he knows what he's doing and see this has become a religious cliche. Now if you've been listening to any of my previous episodes, you'll know that I've done a series on Is God Really in Control? and I've done a series on The Authority of the Believer, and it's called You're the Boss of the Devil. So if you haven't listened to those uh, episodes, I strongly encourage you to do so because first of all, we go through the word and we find out what the word has to say about whether God is in control or not. And then we go through the word to find out about the authority that we have as believers. Okay, so that's a really good foundation for this teaching about how we trust God, what it looks like to trust God. Okay, so but what we're going to talk about today is that exact thing. Well, we trust God, yes, but what does that mean? What does that look like? How do we trust God? So if we go to the Word and we find out what the Word has to say about it, we'll discover that there are actually practical steps that we must take if we are truly trusting God. And this is all part of being a doer of the Word. Remember, the foundation for this teaching, for all of these teachings, is to be a doer of the word. So it's not a matter of just making a statement and saying, well, I trust God. There's actually steps that are involved in demonstrating that we trust God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so to start off with, let's go to probably the most quoted and well-known scripture about trusting in the Lord, and that is Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. So if you have your Bibles, or if you have a device, go to Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. And we're going to read this in a new light, and we're going to break down everything that it says and find out exactly what it means to trust in the Lord. Okay, so Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Okay, now if you go to the Oxford and Merriam-Webster dictionary, trust is firm belief in the reliability. The truth or the ability of someone or something reliance on the character of somebody. Strong's Concordance defines trust as having confidence, boldness, to be secure, to rely on, to be safe, to be careless, not careless, but careless or no care. And so that's what trust means. They're the definitions of trust. And what are we trusting in, or who are we trusting in? We're trusting in the Lord. So, what does that look like to trust in the Lord? You know, do you picture a throne in the clouds somewhere and a big being sitting on there? You know, are we kind of projecting our trust onto some celestial being? Do we picture the name G-O-D, trusting in God, and we're kind of imagining that we're putting our trust in, in a being or a name or something? Okay, so what does it mean when it says to trust in the Lord? Well, if we go to the Bible, we can find out. John 1 verse 1, it says, "...in the beginning was the Word." And the word was with God, and the word was God. So God and his word are one. They cannot be separated. Anytime you see the word God, Jesus, the Lord, or Christ mentioned in the Bible, that can be interchanged with the word. So to trust God is to trust in the word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the word and the promises contained in it with all your heart. Remember, God and his word are one. So if we're trusting in the Lord or trusting God, we are trusting in the word. We're having confidence in the word. We're having firm belief in the reliability, the truth and the ability of the word. We are relying on the character of the word. We are being bold with the word. We are secure in the promises contained in the word. We rely on the ability of the word. We find our safety and security in the word. We believe the word. We are careless because of the word. So when we trust God, we trust in the Lord. We are having trust, confidence, security, safety, and belief in the word. So that's what that means. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the word. Okay, so let's move on from there. Trust in the Lord or the word with all your heart. Okay. What does that mean? With all, obviously the whole of, the total part of, and everything in your heart. What is your heart? It's not your blood pump. Your heart is your soul. In the Old Testament, the heart referred to the soul of man, the mind, the will, and the emotions, the conscience, It's your thinker, your feeler, your chooser. It's your determination, your resolution, your inclination, your attention, your imagination, your conscience, your intelligence, and your affection. Okay, so that's how we should be trusting in the Lord. We should be trusting in the Lord or the word with all of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And the next part of the verse is going to show us how to trust in the Lord with all of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And that is to lean not on our own understanding. What does that mean? Do not lean. Do not support yourself. Do not trust in, rely on, have confidence in, find your safety in, security in your own understanding. Your understanding is what you know about a situation or a circumstance. It's your knowledge about it. It's your own wisdom, your own consideration, and your own discernment. And how do we not lean on our own understanding? The next part of the verse tells us, In all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all your ways, in all your acts, your conduct, the direction you take, or wherever you go, acknowledge. Acknowledge means to submit to, to know, to perceive, to find out, to discern, to admit, and to confess. So in all your ways, acknowledge him, again, the Lord, the word, acknowledge the word, and what will happen when we do this. And he, the word, shall direct our path the word shall make our path right, level, smooth, pleasing, agreeable. Our mode of action, our living and our character will be made right, level, smooth, agreeable and pleasing. Isn't that amazing? It's so amazing what you find out when you dig down into the word and don't just read it at face value but find out exactly what it means and what it says and the meanings behind the words. Okay, so we're going to go on and break all of that down even further. So I know I said a lot of words then and I rattled off a lot of definitions So, but now we're going to go on and we're going to look further into what all of that means. First of all, how can we know based on that scripture to trust in the Lord with all of your heart to lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths based on that scripture how can we know if we are truly trusting God okay number one we will know whether we are truly trusting God by what we are saying by what we are saying, by the words of our mouth, whether we're speaking the word or agreeing with the circumstances. So one of the ways that we know whether we are truly trusting God is by what's coming out of our mouth. Because remember, to trust in the Lord or to trust God is to trust his word. If we trust the word, we won't say anything that is in opposition to the word. If you trust somebody, you trust what they say. And doesn't matter what might be going on, you say, No, I, I trust them. I know they're going to do what they said they're going to do. I'm, I'm not going to say anything opposite of that because they said they're going to do that for me. And you trust what someone says based on whether you trust them or not. If we're saying, I trust God, When people ask us how we are, if we are truly trusting God, we should be responding with what the Word says. If someone says, how are you, and you're dealing with a health problem, and you're believing God, you're trusting God for your healing, what should you respond? You should respond with what God says, with what the Word says, because if you trust in God, you trust what He says. You trust His Word, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, whatever is in our heart in abundance is what is going to come out of our mouth so if we are truly trusting god or the word with all our heart the word is going to be what's in our heart in abundance and the word is going to be what comes out of our mouth now you'll find that you'll have plenty of opportunities to talk about your circumstances you'll have plenty of opportunities to give voice to the problem But this is an opportunity to demonstrate your trust in the Lord. This is where you say, Lord, I trust you. Therefore, I am only going to say what you say about me. And God says, by his stripes, I was healed. So this is an opportunity for you to demonstrate your trust in the Lord. If you've listened to the testimony of my daughter Virginia, who was born prematurely, this is one of the big lessons that I learned. I had to only say what she, what God said about her. She was in hospital in the the neonatal intensive care, and I had many opportunities to talk about how she was in the natural, but I didn't see any results in her circumstances or any change in her circumstances until I only said what God said about her. So people would ask me how she was and I would say she's strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And someone else would ask me how she is and I'd say she is fearfully and wonderfully made and the Lord has perfected everything that concerns her. So I was demonstrating my trust in the Lord by only saying what God said about my daughter. And if you look at Psalm 91, David gives us a very good example of this. He says... I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I trust. So he is demonstrating his trust in the Lord by saying, he is my refuge and my fortress. This is what we're saying. We're saying, I trust the Lord. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. That's why I'm speaking the word, because I trust the Lord. I trust what he says. Number one, again, we will truly know if we're trusting God by what we're saying, by what is coming out of our mouth. Number two, we will know if we are truly trusting God by whether we're in peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, You will keep them in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts him. Again, remember, our heart is our mind, our will, and our emotions. When we keep our mind stayed on him, we're keeping our mind stayed on the word. So just to rephrase that scripture, a person who trusts in the Lord will keep his mind, his will, and his emotions on the word. And the result will be that we have perfect peace. So peace, your level of peace can show you, God's given us emotions, he's given us feelings so that we can measure whether our mind is stayed on him, whether our our thoughts are fixed on the word, because if we don't have peace, it's because our mind isn't stayed on the word. If we don't have peace, it's because we're thinking about the problem. We're pondering the problem. We're considering the problem. And thoughts about the problem will weigh on you. It will cause you worry and stress and anxiety and fear and unrest and you will have no peace. So the way to know whether we are trusting God and whether our minds are staying on him is because we will have perfect peace. So by refusing to think about or talk about the problem, we are demonstrating our trust in the Lord. And the result will be that we have perfect peace. So if we're in peace, we're in trust. So what does God say to do when the thoughts come? If we're thinking thoughts that are weighing us down, that are causing us worry and stress and fear, what do we do? What does God say to do? Well, in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, it says to cast all your care onto him for he cares for you. Now, this scripture doesn't mean that God cares for you. He cares about you. Therefore, cast the care onto him. It means that he does the caring for you. We cast all of our care onto the Lord because he cares for us. He does the caring for us. And in fact, that word cast, as in cast all of our care, is the same word used to describe shifting a heavy burdensome load off a person's back and onto a beast of burden, like an ox or a mule, who will then walk beside that person but bear the entire weight of the burden. God will not only do the caring for you, he will not only sort the situation out for you, but he will bear the weight of the load of that care until it's resolved. And you may think, but I have to think about the situation. How else am I going to find the solution? God says, cast the care onto him And let him do the caring for you. God will get the answer to you, but it won't come because you've carried the care. It won't come because you've spent valuable hours of your life trying to figure it out. He wants to do the caring for you. He knows the quickest way from A to Z or to Z for for all of my American listeners. He knows the quickest way to the solution to your problem, but he can't get it to you if you are carrying the care of the situation, because basically when we carry care, we're saying it's all right, God. I know how to figure it out. I know what to do. I'll, I can do this. I've got this. And He's saying, Well, all right, go ahead. I can't do anything for you because you've, you're doing it yourself. You're trying to do it in your own strength. But I promise you, if we, if you cast the care, and you go against all of your carnal thinking about the situation, which tells you you have to try and figure it out, God will get the answer to you. And it won't be because you've had to worry, stress, be anxious, or try and figure it all out. He says, cast the care onto me and let me do the caring for you. That's how much he loves you. And a good example of this is in Exodus 14, where the Israelites found themselves at the Red Sea, they've just walked out of Egypt. Pharaoh has just said, "Let them go, I, you know, get them out of my sight," and they've 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 left Egypt, and they're on their way to the promised land. They're on the way to the promise that God has given them, and they bump up against an obstacle. and They come to the Red Sea, which is a massive obstacle standing in their way. And, you know, the Israelites and how, you know, grateful and amazing they are, they start complaining to Moses saying, you let us out here to die. And here we are, we just left Egypt and we're going to die at the hands of the Egyptians. We're trapped. And so Moses goes before the Lord and asks God what to do. And God says, I will fight for you. You need only to be still. And An amazing, miraculous solution came for the Israelites, and Moses stretched out his rod over the Red Sea, and the sea split in two. Now, do you think that anybody could have come up with that solution if they'd tried to figure it out themselves? They probably would have spent valuable hours while the Egyptians are bearing down on them, trying to figure out how to build boats, how to get all of the children of Israel across the water before the Egyptians reached them. And there, God had the solution the whole time, but it wasn't until they just shut up and were still that he was able to fight for them. And I love that scripture. And I've used that so much in my own personal life. You can just, if you, if the care of a situation tries to get on you, you can just say, Lord, I cast the care. You fight for me. I need only to be still. Thank you, Lord. You fight for me. I need only to be still. I cast the care of this onto you. I refuse to think about this. Lord, I cast the care. You fight for me. I need only to be still. Lord, I thank you that you've perfected everything that concerns me and your righteousness has come upon every part of my life and just repeat the scripture declare the promise whatever scripture you're holding on to that is how we cast the care we say i cast the care and we give voice to the promise We put the word of God in our mouth. Remember, one of the ways we show that we're trusting in the Lord is by what comes out of our mouth. So when you refuse to carry care about a situation and you simply say, No, I trust you, Lord. Your word says that you will fight for me. I need only to be still. That is trusting in God. That is how you demonstrate that your trust is in the Lord. And any time a thought comes to you about the problem or the situation, continue to cast the care. Because sometimes the care won't go away straight away. It'll come back and it'll try to convince you to carry it again. But you just continue to cast the care of it onto the Lord and remind yourself of the promise. Keep saying, "Lord, I cast the care." Even if you have to say it a hundred times in the day, just keep that word in your mouth. "I cast the care. I cast the care. Nope, I cast the care." I refuse to think about you problem. I cast the care. I cast the care. Lord, you fight for me. I need only to be still. I cast the care. Lord, I praise you for the answer to this situation. I cast the care. And see, not only are you not carrying the care, but the result of that will be that you will have perfect peace because the problem cannot speak to you. And you are giving the, the care of that issue onto the Lord. You are giving it over to him and he will sort it out for you. But the result will be that you have perfect peace and no doubt, no unbelief, no confusion, no fear about the situation will be able to speak to you because every time that tennis ball comes over the net, carry this, you just whack it back and say, nope, I refuse to take that. I cast the care. Isn't that awesome? I had a situation in my own life where I put this into practice and saw awesome results. Um, My sister and I have a business and we import products from overseas. And many years ago when we were just getting started in our business, we'd spent thousands and thousands of dollars developing a product and going through the sampling process and communicating with our supplier overseas about the product and we finally got to the point where we were ready to go. We were ready to purchase our first shipment and all of the processes were in place and the first shipment came and every single one of the products was faulty every single one of them was faulty. And it was a massive blow to us. And of course, the first thing we wanted to do was run around and try and fix everything ourselves, making lots of phone calls, trying to, you know, uh, plead our case with our supplier, uh, you know, trying to convince them to give us a refund or take it back and we we ran around for several weeks trying to figure out what to do about this situation and we even rang um, charity companies and asked them if they wanted to take the products off our hands and no one wanted them and then finally, because you know we always try to do things in our own strength before you know we we decide we need to lean on God, we decided just to cast the care of the situation onto God. And so every time we thought about our products, we said, "Lord, we cast the care onto you. Thank you that you fight for us." Every time we th- we were tempted to pick up the phone and try and get our our money back from our supplier, Lord, you fight for us. We need only to be still. We cast the care. Every time a thought about the situation came to us. That's what we did. We said, Lord, we cast the care. And it wasn't too long after that, that our supplier gave us a full refund of the money that we've spent on the products. And not only that, but I won't go into the details because it's a long story, but we had the opportunity to sell off every single one of those items as seconds. So at a discount. So not only did we get our money back, we made money on the products and we sold out in 24 hours. The way that it worked out is that we sold every single one of them in 24 hours. Now we could have never have conjured up that Ourselves, we would never have been able to come up with that solution ourselves. But God knew exactly what needed to happen to make sure not only were we free of the problem, but we even came out on top. And the only way that we were able to make that happen was by casting the care. So I encourage you with whatever you're going through today, whatever situation you're dealing with, don't allow the enemy to rent space in your mind about that situation. Give the care of it over to God and let him do the caring for you. And the outcome will be over and above all that you can ask or imagine. Romans 15 verse 13 says that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace as you trust, again there's that word trust, in him or in believing or having faith in him that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again if we aren't in peace We aren't keeping our mind on the Lord and therefore we aren't fully trusting him. So use your peace as your uh, thermostat and do a self-assessment and think, am I in peace? If I don't have peace, it's because my mind isn't stayed on the Lord. I need to get my mind back on the Lord and back on his word. And that's how I know that I'm trusting him. Okay, so check what you're thinking about and purposefully bring your mind back to what the word says. Purposefully cast the care of the situation onto God. Purposefully remind yourself of the promises of God concerning your situation. And this is a characteristic of someone who is truly trusting the Lord. Because remember that one of the definitions of trust is careless or without care so we will know we are in a in a place where we're trusting in the lord or trusting in the word because we will be in a place of rest of a place of no care and see rest isn't inactivity rest when we when it says that we're in a place of rest or carelessness it isn't because we're being lazy or passive it's active rest and hebrews 4 verse 11 says let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief So it says, let us labor to enter into rest. Let us labor to enter into rest. So we aren't laboring to get healed. We aren't laboring to get delivered or prosperous or to sort our situations out. We are laboring to rest in the finished works of Jesus. We are laboring to maintain a place of peace, knowing that whatever we need is already paid for okay so the purpose of labor is to maintain a place of rest we labor to maintain or remain in a position of trusting in the lord and the way we do that is by casting our care onto the lord by keeping the word coming out of our mouth keeping our eyes and our mouth and our hearts fixed on the promise and not on the problem And actually praying in the spirit is also a really good way of doing this because when we're praying in the spirit, our spirit knows exactly what needs to be prayed and we're praying the perfect prayer and we're praying the perfect outcome to that situation. And this is also called fighting the good fight of faith. It's called the good fight because we already have the victory. And we're not fighting to get something from God. We're simply fighting to maintain our position of victory, our position of peace, by not allowing anything to talk us out of it. All right, so that's all we have time for in this episode. Next week, we will continue on with how we know whether we are truly trusting God. So join me again next week. But in the meantime, again, if you have any questions, any testimonies, if you would like prayer or encouragement, please email me at questions at faithtalks.com.au. And if you do not have a copy of Confessions for Life, which is scriptural confessions that cover every area of our lives, I give these away for free, either by digital copy or by hard copy. And just again, send me an email at questions at faithtalks.com.au. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Continue to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And you will be blessed in everything you do. Thank you so much for being part of today's episode of Faith Talks. If you have any questions related to today's or any of my previous episodes, if you have a testimony you would like to share, or for a free copy of Confessions for Life, please email me at questions at faithtalks.com.au. For episode announcements and regular encouragement, you can now find Faith Talks with Emily Preston on Facebook and Instagram. Finally, if you know anyone who would benefit from today's or any of my previous teachings, please share this podcast with them and help them receive revelation of the truth that will make them free. Until next time, know that I am praying for you and don't forget to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only and you will be blessed in everything that you do. God bless you.